Get ready for unique, rare, and little-known treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to The Amazing World of Radio with Adam Graham. Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. In a moment, we're going to get into the rehearsal for the Lux Radio Theater adaptation of Disney's Alice in Wonderland. But now the time has come to talk of other things. Of shoes and ships and sealing wax. Of cabbages and kings. And why the sea is boiling hot and whether pigs have wings. Though mainly a couple of notes on the rehearsal recording. One of the big differences is that the actual producer of the Lux Radio Theater, William Keeley, doesn't actually appear. His part is read in by the announcer. And there are a few other little things which I think would be different in a in the actual final broadcast version, but we'll talk about those later. And that's about it. I, I think every time I'm doing pre-show commentary, I should just do that. The time has come to talk of other things. Or not. Uh, at any rate, uh, let's go ahead and take a listen to today's episode. It was the rehearsal for the Lux Radio Theater version of Alice in Wonderland that aired on December the 24th of 1951. Lux presents Hollywood. Lever Brothers Company, the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, bring you the Lux Radio Theater. Starring Edwin, Kathy Beaumont, Jerry Colonna, and Shirley Holloway in Alice in Wonderland. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. William Keeley. Christmas greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. Now that all the presents are wrapped, the Christmas tree decorated, the stuffing made for the turkey, and you're all worn out, why don't you draw up a chair and let us tell both you and the children a story? A story you'll both enjoy, because it's the Lewis Carroll classic made into an enchanting picture by Walt Disney, Alice in Wonderland. And as our stars from the original cast, we have Kathy Beaumont playing Alice, Ed Wynn as the Mad Hatter, Jerry Colonna as the March Hare, and Sterling Holloway, of course, is the Cheshire Cat. Nearby, her older sister was reading a history lesson. But I'm afraid Alice wasn't paying much attention. As a matter of fact, Alice very quietly had wandered away and sat down under a tree. Alice, you see, much preferred talking to her cat than learning about history. And if I had a world of my own, everything would be nonsense. Yes, to be sure. Nothing would be what it isn't, and contrary-wise what it is, it wouldn't be. 
do you understand? Oh, thank you. Uh, furthermore, in my world, you wouldn't say meow. You'd say, yes, Miss Alice. Oh, Dinah, you'd be just like people. And all the other animals, too. Why, in my world, cats and rabbits would reside in fancy little houses and be dressed in shoes and hats and trousers in a world of my own. All the flowers would have very extra special powers. They could sit and talk to me for hours. When I'm lonely in a world of my own, there'd be new birds, lots of nice and friendly. How do you birds? Everyone would have a dozen bluebirds. Within that world of my own, I could listen to a babbling brook and hear a song that I could understand. I keep wishing it could be that way because my world. With a waistcoat and a... Oh, and look, he has a pocket watch. Oh, my dear, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. Did you hear him? Well, what could a rabbit possibly be late for? Oh, I'm late. I'm late for a very important day. No time to say hello. Goodbye, I'm late, I'm late. Mr. Rabbit, wait, please. No, 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 I'm overdue. I'm in a rabbit stew. No time to say goodbye, hello, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. The rabbit went down that hole. And what a large hole. But I can't see him down there. It's so dark. Mr. Rabbit! Hmm. What a peculiar place to have a very important day. Dinah, I'm going to follow that rabbit down the hole. I've made up my mind. Goodbye, Dinah. Be a good little kitty and I'll see you in a little... Dinah, I'm falling! Goodbye, Dinah. Goodbye. Dinah and Dinah and Dinah. Mr. Rabbit, where are you? Oh, oh, dear. What if I should fall right through the earth and come out on the other side where people walk upside down? Oh, but that's silly. Nobody could... Oh! Oh, I've landed. And how strange. I'm in a room. Mr. Rabbit, where are you? Hmm, I hear the little door. You must have opened the door and... Oh, dear, the door's locked. Uh, you could be a little more gentle, you know. Oh, who said that? <laughs> I did, of course. The doorknob? Oh, it's quite all right, but you did give me quite a turn. Oh, I'm terribly sorry, but I was following a... <laughs> Rather good, what? Doorknob? Turn? <laughs> oh, please help me, sir. 
I'm looking for a white rabbit, and he must have gone through your door. So, uh, if you oh, don't... Oh, Sally, have... you're much too big to go through. Simply impassable. Oh, you mean impossible. Oh, no. <laughs> impassable. Now, really. Why don't you try the bottle on the table? A uh, bottle? Why, there is a bottle. And it says, drink me. Well? All right, I'll drink it. Hmm, it's like, um, like cherry tart. And, and custard. And, oh my goodness, like roast turkey. How do you feel? How do I, oh, what's happening to me? I'm getting smaller, I'm shrinking. I'm getting smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> One more swallow and you'd have gone out like a candle. Oh, but I'm just the right size now. I can go through the door and... Oh, I forgot to tell you. I, uh, I'm locked. Oh, no. You do have the key, I presume. What key? Now, don't tell me you left it up there on the table. Oh, but what will I do? I'm so small now, I couldn't possibly reach the table. Well, then, try the box. Box? I must say, you are helpless. Turn around. There. You see? Well, open it. Why, there's a cookie in it. It says, eat me. Oh, very well. I'll eat it. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till you do. Goodness knows what will happen this time. I'll probably... Oh, I'm growing up again. I'm growing taller. Oh, uh, that's enough. Stop. Oh, stop. Oh, my head. Here now, here. If you crack our ceiling. My poor head. Oh, and just look at me. <laughs> Large, aren't you? Well, I don't think it's a bit funny. Here now. <laughs> no blabbering, please. No, no, I'll never get out. Your tears. <laughs> you flood us out. Turn off those, those tears at once. But I, I, I can't. Stop it, I say. Stop it immediately. <laughs> Sorry, but if I... you stay 
long enough, we might have a battle. Tweedledum and Tweedledee agreed to have a battle. For Tweedledum, said Tweedledee, has spoiled my nice new rattle. <laughs> We're all so... Poet, thank you very much, but I must be going. Why? Well, because I'm following a white rabbit. Why? Well, I... I'm curious to know where he's going. Oh, she's curious! The oysters were curious, too. And remember what happened to them. Poor thing. But what did happen to the oysters? You don't know? No. We will now relate the walrus and the carpenter or the story of the curious oysters. The sun was shining on the sea, shining with all its might. He did his very best to make the little smooth and bright. And this was odd because it was the middle of the night. The walrus and the carpenter were walking close at hand. The beach was wide from side to side, from a super left hand. Mr. Walrus, said the carpenter, my brain begins to hurt. Don't mind the work. Work? The time has come. The walrus said. To talk of other things. Of shoes and ships and seal and wax and cabbages and kings. And why the sea is boiling hot and whether pigs have wings. Palu, pele, no work today. We're cabbages and kings. And that's when they saw the oysters. Well, what did they do? Listen. Oh, oysters. Come and walk with us. The day is warm and bright. A pleasant walk, a pleasant talk would be a sheer delight. We under why we'll stop and have a bite. But Mother Oyster winked her eye and shook her heavy head. She knew too well this was no time to leave her oyster bed. The sea is nice. Take my advice and stay right here, Mum said. But the walrus had other ideas. Oh, yes, and the carpenter, too. The time has come, me little friends, to talk of other things. Of shoes and ships and seal and wax and cabbages and kings. And why the sea is boiling hot and where the pigs have wings. Ha, ha. ha come run away with cabbages and kings. What happened? Why, they got ready for lunch. Spread a tablecloth, tucked in their napkins, and... The time has come, me little friends, to talk of food and things. Of peppercorns and mustard seed and other seasonings. We mix them all together in a sauce that's fit for kings. Ha-ha! Delucale, we'll eat today like cabbages and kings. I weep for you. Oh, excuse me. I deeply sympathize, for I have enjoyed your company oh, much, much more than you realize. Little oysters, little oysters, but answers there came none. And this was scarcely odd because they had eaten every one. Oh, that was a very sad story. And there's a moral to it. Oh, a very good moral, if you happen to be an oyster. Well, it's been a very nice visit, gentlemen. Another but I... recitation. 
I'm sorry, we but I... We shall thank Father William. But really, I... You are old Father William, the old man said, and your hair has become very white. And yet you must get... Mr. Rabbit, wait. Oh, please wait for me. Manner. 
flowers can't even be friendly. Goodness knows what I'll... Oh, vegetable people do not talk to themselves. <gasps> well? Caterpillar. They only must women. And smoking a pipe. Oh, there is uh, nothing uh, remarkable in that. A caterpillars often relax on mushrooms. Who are you? Why, I, I hardly know, sir. I've seen so many times lately, you see. I, I do not uh, see. Why, how clever. What is uh, clever? Why, you are. You just said, I do not see, and you've been smoking a perfect letter C. I will now blow uh, the vowels. A, E, I, O, U. Gentlemen. Uh, kindly explain uh, yourself. Oh, I'm afraid I can't explain myself, because I'm not myself, you know. I do not uh, know. Well, I can't put it any more clearly, for it isn't clear to me. You? Oh, you did it again. The letter U. Who are you? Oh, dear. Everything is so confusing. I can't remember things as I used to, and I... Oh, recite. Recite? Oh, very well, thank you. Oh, yes. And um, how just a little busy bee improve its shining hour? Stop. Uh, oh, that is not spoken uh, correctly. It goes uh, thusly. <clears throat> how just a little uh, crocodile improve his shining uh, tail and pour the waters of the Nile on every uh, golden uh, scale. How cheerfully he seems to grin, how neatly spread his claws, and welcomes little fishes in with gently smiling jaws. Well, I must say I've never heard it that way before. I know. I have improved it. Oh. Well, if you ask me... You? Who are you? <laughs> And I don't think it's very polite to keep blowing smoke in my face. Good day. Uh, come uh, back. I have something important to say. Oh, very well. What is it? Keep your temper. Is that all? Uh, no. Uh, exactly. Uh, what is your problem? Well, it's exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, it's precisely this. I should like to be a little larger, sir. Why? Well, after all... Three inches is such a wretched height, and I... I am exactly a three inches high, but it is a very good height indeed. But I'm not used to it, and you needn't shout. I can advise you a further. Well? Eat the mushroom. But I'm not hungry. Nevertheless, eat the mushroom. One side will make you grow tall, the other side will make you grow small. Oh, thank you, sir, thank you. Oh, at last I can... But which side is which? That is your uh, problem. Hmm. One side will make me grow, and the other side will make me... Oh. Well, after all that's happened, I, I just don't care. I'll just eat it and await development. Oh, I'm growing tall. How wonderful. Two feet, three feet, four feet. Oh, I'd like to stop right here, please. Uh, five feet, six feet. Oh, oh no, no.
Alice in Wonderland after a brief visit with Libby Collins and her Lux Movie News of the Week. Libby always has a tough picture to tell us about. This one certainly is, John. The play won the Pulitzer Prize and Drama Critics Award. And the picture is certain to be a top contender for the Academy Award. You must mean Stanley Kramer's production of Death of a Salesman. Mm -hmm. It's getting really rave reviews. Frederick Marsh says the troubled salesman is worth going miles to see. He really makes you feel that man's despair. You'll come away feeling your own troubles are pretty small. That's an extra reason for seeing Death of a Salesman. And Mildred Dunnick uh, plays the wife, doesn't she? The role she created on the stage. And she's superb. There's a promising young actress, too, Elizabeth Fraser. Yes, indeed. That's the lovely little Lux girl we had on our program last week. <laughs> the lovely little Lux girl, John. All Hollywood Lux girls are lovely. You're telling me, Libby? I'm a man. I can spot a Lux lovely complexion anywhere. Why, when you say beauty care in Hollywood, it means Lux. Nine out of ten screen stars depend on gentle Lux toilet soap facials to protect their precious complexion. And they're equally enthusiastic about the big bath-sized Lux. For a really luxurious beauty bath. The creamy lather is so abundant, even in hard as water. Lux lather is active, too. Makes skin softer, smoother. Lux lovely all over. The perfume's delightful, too, John. I find it really clings and makes me sure of skin that's sweet. Yes, Libby, I know you'll agree with this suggestion to thrifty shoppers. Tomorrow, get Lux toilet soap in the big bath size. There's extra luxury. Extra economy in this handsome, larger cake. You'll find Lux makes your daily bath a real beauty bath. Right now, John, in the holiday season, with evening dresses making lovely shoulders so important, this is the time that every girl should find out how smooth, how luscious her skin will be after Lux beauty bath. Yes, try Lux toilet soap now. You're sure to be Lux lovely all over. Remember, nine out of ten screen stars use Lux toilet soap. Now, Mr. William Keeley, our producer. Act two of Alice in Wonderland, starring Ed Wynn as the Mad Hatter, Kathy Beaumont as Alice, Jerry Colonna as the March Hare, and Sterling Holloway as the Cheshire Cat. She'd eaten a little too much of the mushroom. In five seconds, she was 20 feet tall. In 10 seconds, a rather nearsighted crow started building a nest in her hair. But in 20 seconds, thank goodness, Alice remembered the other side of the mushroom. And in less time than it takes me to say all this, Alice was once again her normal size. Oh, well, this is much better. Now, let's see, where was I? Oh, yes, the white rabbit. Now, which way did he go? To the left? Or to the right? Or did he just... Now, who in the world is... Why is coming from up in that tree? Because Brillig and the slidey toad did the guy and him bell in the wave. All nimsy was a bore of gold and the moon rat outgrave. What? Why, it's a cat. A Cheshire. You keep disappearing. You go on and, and off again, like a light. Oh, please. Now you see me, now you don't. Puzzling, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. But if you don't mind, I, 
I'd like to ask you which way I ought to go. Mm, well, that depends on where you want to go to, doesn't it? That's logic. Oh, it really doesn't matter. As long as I... Oh, now you're doing it again. Must you jump around so fast and disappear and reappear and... You know, if you'd really like to know, he went that way. Who did? The white rabbit. He did? He did what? Oh, went that way. Who did? The white rabbit. What rabbit? But didn't you just say... I mean, well, you just said... Oh, well, forget it. Can you stand on your head? Oh, was. However, if I were looking for a white rabbit, which I very rarely do, my favorite colors being the plum, puce, heliotrope, and livid. However, if I were, I would ask the mad hatter. The mad hatter? Or if you'd rather, there's the March Hare. <laughs> of course, he's mad too. But I don't want to go among mad people. Oh, you can't possibly help that. Most everyone's mad here. It was a brilliant. I'm not quite all there myself. It was a brilliant. Oh, goodness. Oh, well, if I ever want to find a white rabbit, I, I'll just have to see the March Hare. A very merry birthday to us. How very curious. More things. Why, it's coming from over there. A very merry birthday. A coffee under the tree. And a tea party. Someone's having a tea party. Oh, a very merry birthday to us. To us. A very merry birthday to us. To us. What a lovely song. And what splendid voices. Do you uh, mind if I sit down? No room, no room, no room. That's right, no room. Sorry, I'll fill that. But there must be at least a dozen empty places. Ah, but it's very rude to sit down without being invited. Oh, it's very, very rude indeed. <laughs> very, very, very rude indeed. But where did he come from? The teapot, naturally. Where else would a doormouth come from? Well, I don't mean to be rude, and I did enjoy your singing, and I wondered if you could tell me... You enjoyed our singing? Oh, what a delightful child. You must have a cup of tea. Oh, yes, indeed. You must have a cup of tea. I'm awfully sorry if I interrupted your birthday party. Birthday? My dear child, this is not a birthday party. Uh, What a peculiar little girl. Why, this is a non-birthday party. Unbirthday? It's very simple. Now, 30 days past September... uh, No, well, an unbirthday... If you have a birthday, then you... Uh, she doesn't even know what an birthday is. How silly. <laughs> we shall now elucidate. Now, statistics prove, prove that you one birthday. Imagine that one birthday every year. Oh, uh, but there are 364 on birthdays. Precisely why we're gathered here to cheer. Why, then, today is my own birthday, too. It is. Oh, what a small world. In that case... A very, very unbirthday... To me? To you. A very, very unbirthday... To you. You. I... 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 Yes, the Dormouse will now recite. Twinkle, twinkle, little bat. How I 
And uh, uh, now, my dear, uh, you are seeking information of some kind? Oh, yes. You see, I'm looking for a... Click up, click up. Everybody move down one chair. Move down, click up, but move I down. But I haven't used this cup. Pink up, pink up. Would you care for a little more tea, young lady? Well, I haven't had any yet. So I can't very well take more. Ah, you mean you can't very well take less? Less, yes. <laughs> you can always take more than nothing. <laughs> and now, my dear, something seems to be troubling you. Won't you tell us all about it? Yes, start at the beginning. Oh, yes. And when you come to the end, stop. Well, um, it all started while I was sitting under a tree in the garden with Dinah. That's and... it. Who's Dinah? Why, Dinah's my cat. You see, she's... is exactly two days slow. Two days slow? Of course you're late. My goodness, we'll have to look into this. There. No wonder why this watch is full of wheels. Oh, my pretty watch. Oh, my heels and springs. Oh, but, 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 butter, of course. It needs some butter. But, but, butter? Ah, uh, here we are. Now then, you will observe that by buttering the watch vigorously. Oh, no, no, you'll get crumbs in it. Tea, anyone? Tea? I never thought of tea. But of course. No, no, my watch, not tea. Sugar? Oh, thank you, thank you. Blackberry jam? Jam, I forgot all about the jam. Oh, no, not jam, not jam. Mustard? 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 Don't let's get silly, will you? Now, a slice of lemon and a few squares in the main spring. Well, that should do it. Your watch, sir. Here it is. Good as new. Oh, Jesus, my watch. Oh, dear, oh, dear. The minute hand's going in one direction. Wonderful. But the hour hand's going in the other direction. It is. Stand back. It's going mad. Mad watch. Mad watch. I can't understand it. I use only the best butter, you know. Only one way to stop a mad watch. Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. That's it. I just happen to have one of my best pockets. Stand, Stand by. Stand back, everyone. Oh, my, my, my. Yours? It was. Yes. <laughs> and it was an unworthy present, too. Oh, well, in that case, 
A very merry and birthday to us, to us. A very merry and birthday to us, to us. If you know what you said, it's me. You've had enough. Well, I've had enough. I'm going home. Straight home. A very merry and birthday to us. Where am I? I don't remember coming this way. And yet I must have come this way. There wasn't any other path. And I... Oh, I'm lost. And it's getting dark. And I can't find the way. Now I... Now I'll have to stay here forever and ever. And I... Oh! The white rabbit, Oh, no, no. I, I'm through chasing rabbits. I want to go home. But I, I can't find my way. Oh, Matthew, <laughs> that's because you have no way. Always here, you see, are the queen. The queen? Oh, yeah. She'll be mad about you. Simply mad. Please, please. please. Uh, how can I find the queen? Well... Some go this way, and some go that way. But as for me, myself, personally, I prefer the shortcut. But, but what shortcut? What? Why, why, there's a gate. Oh, I'm a very efficient cat. But it's barred. The gate's barred. Is it? <gasps> well, what are you waiting for? I... I, I don't know. Well, go on, then. Go on. What a wonderful experience. If you can survive it. To, to, to survive it? Yeah. There are those who wish they never even saw the queen. Oh, it was really poor thing. Oh, no, no. Don't go. Wait, Cheshire Cat. Oh, please, wait. This way to the queen. This way to her majesty, the queen. In just a few moments, we'll bring you Act Three of Alice in Wonderland. Tonight, my guest is a voice, a sweet voice that's provoked laughter and tears the world over. For it belongs to that tiny fairy princess, Snow White. In her private life, she's a luxe girl, Miss Adriana Casalotti. No, Mr. Keeley. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is coming back soon. I'll be first in line to see Walt Disney's version of that beloved tale when it's re-released next February. I want to hear you sing Hi-Ho, Whistle While You Work. Thank you. You know the song that goes, I'm wishing for the one I love. Indeed I do. Well, I have new words for that tonight, Mr. Keeley. Really good advice to girls. Listen. looks lovely. For the one you love. Well, that's sweet of you, Adriana. Certainly, when you go on your personal appearance tour again with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, your audience will see a beautiful example of a Lux lovely complexion. Well, with Snow White's lovely beauty to live up to, I like to do the most for my own looks. And that surely means Lux beauty care. One thing you and so many lovely screen stars agree on, Adriana. Lux toilet soap is the finest complexion care there is. That's right, Mr. Kennedy. There's nothing like Lux soap facials to make skin softer, smoother, and really lovely. It's the Lux active lather that works such wonders. And so quickly. 
Why, from my daily Lux facials, I simply cream the rich active lather well in. It cleanses gently but firmly. And after a warm rinse and a cold splash, I find that right away, that very minute, my skin feels so smooth and looks so wonderfully fresh. Quick new beauty. That's why you and lovely women everywhere are devoted to Lux Toilet Soap. Exactly, Mr. Kennedy. I'm glad to be here tonight to urge more girls to discover that it's really easy to be Lux Lovely. Thank you, Adriana. More girls every day are discovering that Lux Soap Care is a sure way to lovelier complexion beauty. Try Lux now. You'll see you can be Lux Lovely. You'll see why nine out of ten screen stars use fragrant white Lux Toilet Soap. We pause now for station identification. This is the CBS Radio Network. The curtain rises on Act Three of Alice in Wonderland. Starring Ed Wynn as the Mad Hatter, Kathy Beaumont as Alice, Jerry Colonna as the March Hare, and Sterling Holloway as the Cheshire Cat. Flamingos? Why, they're the royal mallets, to be sure. And the hedgehog's the boss. 
He rose up in the ball. Oh, my ears and nose, you're not very bright. She plays croquet by hitting a hedgehog with a flamingo. Silence! Already, my dear, I, of course, will go first. Yes, Your Majesty. My mallet. Uh, right here, Your Majesty. Where's the ball? I'm ready, Your Majesty. Roll up, hedgehog. Remember your instructions. Whack me, Majesty. One, two, thing I ever saw. The hedgehog is deliberately running through the wicket. He's no fool. Oh, thank you, thank you. Rather a good one, if I say so myself. Uh, you're next, my dear. Uh, yes, Your Majesty. Here, you may use the royal mallet. Oh, uh, thank you. One, two, three. She missed. She missed the ball. <laughs> getting on at all. Whom are you talking to? Oh, a cat, Your Majesty. A cat? Where? There. Oh, no, he's doing it again. On and off and on and off. I warn you, child. If I lose my temper, you'll lose your head. I shall now continue our game. You know, we could make her really angry. Shall we try? Oh, no, no. Oh, but it's loads of fun. No, no, stop. Look. She's bending over to hit the ball. Now, just when she's going to hit it, I think I shall jump on her butt. Oh, no, no. Stop, stop. One, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my friend. Pick her up. Pick up the queen. Someone take a roll for this. Off with her head. Oh, but, but, but consider, my dear. Uh, couldn't she have a trial? Hmm. First trial? Well, just a little trial. Hmm. Oh, very well then. Let the trial begin! Uh, my trumpet, my trumpet. Your gracious majesty, members of the jury, royal subjects, uh, and the king. The prisoner at the bar is charged with enticing her majesty the Queen of Hearts into a game of croquet, thereby... But that isn't so! Thereby, willfully and with malice of foresight, teasing, tormenting, and otherwise annoying, I gentle and beloved... Oh, never mind all that. Get to the part where I lose my temper. Uh, thereby causing the Queen to lose her temper. Now, um, are you ready for your sentence? Sentence? But there must be a verdict first. Present first, verdict afterwards. Oh, but that just isn't the way. Always, always. Oh, always, Your Majesty. Yes, my child. Off with her head. But can you get her, my dear? Huh? We called no witnesses. Couldn't we hear maybe one or two? Hmm? Maybe? Oh, very well, but get on with it. The Herald will call the first witness. Your Majesty's march head. Anyone care for tea? What do you know about this unfortunate affair? Oh, you've come to the right witness. Nothing. Oh, that's very important. Jury, write that down. But, uh, but your majesty, important means... Silence! Call the next witness. The doormouse. 
you to say about this? important piece of evidence we've heard. Write that down. Twinkle, twinkle. What next? The mad hatty. Move down, move down, move down. Put your hat. Oh, oh my. And where were you when this horrible crime was committed? Oh, I was home. with sipping tea. Today, you know, is my unbirthday. Why, my dear, today is your unbirthday, too. It is. It is. Oh, oh. A very merry unbirthday to me, to you. A very merry unbirthday to you. And now, my dear, you may blow out the candles and make your wish. Oh. Why should we want to do that? Well, you see, the 
dorm last night. Oh, the what? You know, I believe it was all just a dream. <laughs>
Keep a big box of new Lux Flakes handy wherever you wash your stockings and nice things to give all your washables that nicest new Lux look. Once again, Christmas is here. And for one day, at least, we will all share the everlasting dream of peace on earth, goodwill to men. We know now that there can never be peace on this earth until all men are of goodwill towards one another. We have need for human kindness that will be as everlasting as the spirit born on that Christmas day 2,000 years ago. On behalf of the Lieber Brothers Company and those of us in the Lux Radio Theater, may I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. We invite you to be with us again next Monday evening when the Lux Radio Theater presents Louis Jourdan, Deborah Padgett, and Jeff Chandler in Bird of Paradise. This is William Keeley saying goodnight and wishing you a very Merry Christmas from Hollywood. Ladies and gentlemen, by following a few simple rules of safety, almost all the fires that destroy thousands of homes could be prevented. Ninety percent of fires in the home start through carelessness. Remember, every 20 seconds there is a fire, killing 11,000 annually. So don't gamble with fire. The odds are against you. Heard in our cast tonight were Bill Thompson as the White Rabbit, Gail Gordon as the Caterpillar, Verna Felton as the Queen of Hearts, Joe Kearns as the Doorknob, and Jack Crucian, Gil Stratton, Doris Lloyd, Norma Varden, Jonathan Hole, Margie List, Marion Richmond, Leon Ledoux, Eddie Marr, and David Light. Our play was adapted by S.H. Barnett, and our music was directed by Rudy Schrager. This is your announcer, John Milton Kennedy, reminding you to join us again next Monday night to hear Bird of Paradise, starring Louis Jourdan, Deborah Padgett, and Jeff Chandler. This is the CBS Radio Network. Welcome back. It was great to hear so many voices uh, from the movie in the radio version, and probably far more than uh, normal, uh, because you not only have Kathy Beaumont, Edwin, and uh, Jerry Colonna, uh, but you also get Sterling Holloway uh, and uh, Bill Thompson and uh, uh, Joseph Kearns, who played the doorknob, uh, all back uh, on the radio version. And the one thing I found uh, listening to radio and then coming back several years later and watching Alice in Wonderland is that so many of these people had uh, roots in radio and extensive uh, experience. Joseph Kearns, uh, you know, as the doorknob, is probably one of those really legendary uh uh, actors who made so many key radio appearances and just put in tens of thousands of appearances between starring roles and character roles and was just one of the key uh, uh, and most important people in the golden age of radio. And Jerry Colonna and Ed Wynn both did a lot of radio work as well. Now, oftentimes uh, when modern celebrities get cast 
in animated films, it's kind of just to be a drawing card. It's like, hey, we've got this great voice that you all know, and therefore come and see this movie. With Kelowna and Wynn as the uh, Marsh Hare and Mad Hatter, you've got two men who were just born to play these roles, and their performance is just perfect. And I've come to appreciate that as I've listened to all of the radio work they did. So, of course, with uh, Jerry Colonna, I've come to believe that the Marsh Hare should have a very big mustache. But uh, Disney was not cheeky enough to do that. So, uh, we end up with Jerry Colonna in one of his most clean-shaven roles ever. Though true, the character is covered in fur. Now, at the end with Ed Wynn, when he referenced at the end doing an opera version of Alice in Wonderland, that was actually referencing one of his most famous uh, comedic bits. I'd say it, it was his signature uh, radio routine, where he would t uh, explain that he would tell the story of an opera. Oftentimes, accompanied by someone who would sit there and sing the actual opera in Italian. And they would sing a bit, and then he would stop and he would explain what, actu what actually, uh, quote-unquote, was happening in the story. And I believe it was kind of a running gag with him that, uh, you know, whatever the opera, they could say, you know, this we're going to do... The Marriage of Figaro. And he'd be like, okay, I'm ready for that. And then the opera singer would start singing, and he would come back to translate and said, okay, this opera is about Carmen. And no matter what opera he was supposedly doing, the uh, female main character uh, was Carmen. And he would just, you know have this whole engrossing narrative to set up these jokes. Some of them, you know, obviously... Uh, you know, could be wearing whiskers, but it was all in his delivery that would actually make it funny. Most of the substitutions that were done for the radio version versus the film were pretty good. Gail Gordon in particular as uh, the Caterpillar. Uh, probably the one, uh, per one person that uh, I miss the most in this was J. Pat O'Malley's take on the walrus. The substitution was fine, but for me, that was kind of like the definitive version. Uh, and there were other members I missed, but I was okay for the most part with their substitution. Uh, Verna Felton actually did a ton of radio work uh, in so many different roles. Uh, Dink Trout, same thing, was probably best known for uh, playing Waldo Benny, the uh, neighbor to Chester A. Riley in The Life of Riley. That's one of those you can't get too greedy uh, sort of things. This covered most of the major songs. I think the big one it left out was the Painting the Roses Red. Though that one in the film was uh, sung with the uh, Mellow Men, who were a very popular vocal band at the time, and trying to get uh, them on the Lux Radio Theater would have probably been a bit prohibitively expensive. And they did uh, shorten up the Unbirthday um song, I think, considerably. 
And there were a couple of little scenes that they cut out. And I also think this was a challenging story to tell over radio because the movie is just uh, so visual. And a lot of those visuals have to get exposited uh, in the radio version. But I think they did as good as they possibly could. I would actually love to hear the broadcast version because there were a couple of line readings and maybe a couple of... Uh, songs that I could imagine that they might have tuned up uh, a little bit before they actually broadcast it. But this was uh, really a marvelous uh, listen. And it's also worth noting that it's one of those uh, things that Lux did at Christmas, but most of the time when Lux Radio Theater did Christmas movies, they didn't tend to be specifically Christmas-themed. They just tended to be... Uh, family uh, movies that, you know, everybody could kind of just gather around and listen to and would have that overall appeal to everyone, and that certainly is the case with Alice in Wonderland. So I hope you enjoyed this, and this will conclude our Alice in Wonderland series. Join us back here around Easter, as we'll have a couple of Easter specials. In the meantime, though, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.